Welcome to Three Tales Max, the chronicles of my life. And I'm putting this together for really my family. The reason I call this Three Tales Max is if you hear more than three of these tales at one time, I guarantee you you're going to say, that guy's lying, that cannot possibly be true. Well, this is the truth as I remember it. An autobiography, a recap of my life, the chronicles of Three Tales Max. Oh, the smooth talker. You know, I'm pretty good at this stuff. I was a traveling salesman for a period of time in my life. I can sell things. I can talk to people. I can make them want to talk back to me. I'm a very good listener. Listening is probably as much as the talking part of it. I have some skills. You know, smooth talking, what is that? Well, I have this, like, ability to talk people into doing stuff for me or talk myself into a into a situation or out of a situation it's just me it's you know i like it i i i know i have it and i know i use it so well so let's get started here what am i talking about one time years ago i was a young person much younger than i am now i was poor i didn't have any money yeah i was i was you know just getting by and I was working at this job, and I had to go to this conference. I have no money. I don't even. I can't even afford to eat anything. I'm eating like peanut butter jelly and crackers and stuff like that. Obviously, not drinking. You know, I don't. I can't afford booze. <laughs> I'm. You know, I try to figure out because I'm getting hungry. I've been to this conference a couple of days, and I'm hungry. And you know, I just don't know what to do here. It's like we're in a, we're in a large city. It's really expensive. I mean, really expensive in this city. I'm staying around, talking to my buddies one time, this time, this one day, and it's getting towards dinner time. I say to my buddies, so, so what are you guys doing for dinner? You know, what's what's happening here? It's like, oh, you know, this, this guy asked us out for dinner. We're gonna, he's taking us out. It's like, really? I said, well, why is he taking you out? Oh, because we, you know, we work, we work in this this part of the industry. I'm like, really? I said, who is this guy? He's like, oh, here's his name, and here's what he does. You know, he's from this city. And, you know, I get some information. Because making stuff believable is having some knowledge behind it. You know, if I know something about this guy, I can latch on to him. And one of the things I found out about this guy is he's a salesman. I was a salesman. I was in his shoes. Somebody walks up to you and says, hey, Max, how's it going? And you look at them and you go, I have never seen this person ever in my life. I have no idea who they are. But you're a salesman. You're driven by that sale. No matter what, you want to sell a product. The salesman is not going to say they don't know you. They will never do that. I use that to my advantage. I found out from my buddies that, okay, we're supposed to meet at 6 o'clock in the lobby of this hotel. I mean, a swanky hotel. And there's like 10, 15 people going to this dinner. It's going to cost well over 1000 bucks, maybe 2000 bucks for this dinner. And that's not counting the liquor. That's just counting the food. So I, I wail in there, you know, and I'm kind of milling around, milling around. And I, I see the guy. He's, he's sitting there. He's getting stuff. Okay, we're going to get this bus. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, hey, hey, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? He looks at me and goes, oh, I'm doing great. Now, I could tell he has no earthly idea who I am. Not one. I've already hit 
the ball. Now all I have to do is get to first base. Oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. What are you guys doing? He's like, oh, we're going out tonight. Oh, man. Remember that time you took me out? And we have, you know, it was right after you made that, that huge sale of the products he was selling or whatever. And he's looking at me. He's like, I don't know this guy. I don't know this guy. But I dangled a carrot. The huge sale. Big money. Big profit. And he goes, hey, Max, why don't you come with us tonight? I'd be glad to have you back. We catch up on old times. Score. Now, the trick is trying to maintain this facade for the next four and a half hours while you're drinking and eating. That's not an easy task. It's not necessarily all, you know, soap and flowers here. You gotta, you gotta, you've started the lie. Now you have to keep up with the lie. A couple of key points in this particular case is like, okay, this guy doesn't know me, but I made him think he knows me. I'm not going to sit near him at this meal. Because like I said, there's 10, 15, I don't know, a, a crop of people going out with him. So I just sit away from him. You, you know, you have the, like the east side of the table and the west side of the table. Well, if he sits on the east side at on the north end, I'm going to sit on the east side at the south end. Because he can't see me, he'll forget about me. Hopefully. Skinny white boy got something to eat that night. I didn't get thrown out. And I made a new friend. At least he thinks he's my friend. It's smooth talking, man. Can you weasel your way in? Can you work the angles? I was a really good salesman. I mean, really good salesman. I remember this one time. My my wife and I and um, went to this uh, baseball game. Uh, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law's uh, son was playing this baseball game. It was a pretty big deal. It was like a playoff. They're trying to get ready to go into the Little League World Series. You know, this is it was kind of like a state playoff. So I show up at this stadium and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him and whatever. You know, it's a Little League baseball game. I I, you know, I really want my nephew to do well. But after about 18 hours of sitting there watching the ball and the boys, I get a little bored. So I'm in the green industry. I I'm around this stuff. Now, I'm not around baseball fields, but I'm in the green industry. I have stuff to offer people who work in the green industry. There's my in. So you have to find out where the worker bees are. Who's there? So I go down. I'm talking to them. Group of guys. Now, one thing about baseball, especially this minor league baseball, and it was a minor league baseball field, uh, playing this, this uh, little league game, for the playoffs to get to the World Series in the state. So, you know, they want the field look great, look nice, all that kind of stuff. So I go walking outside the, you know, I go back outside the base stadium, come around the back, down the bottom, you know, come in. Well, one of the things about a lot of minor league baseball stadium managers, a lot of them have a bar inside the work area and management is fine with that as long as people aren't drinking while they're actually working you want to have a couple of drinks before work probably shouldn't but you want to have a couple of drinks after work no problem i've heard stories where the, where the manager comes down to talk to the or excuse me the general manager comes down to talk to the to the guys working on the turf and first thing he says hey you got any hard liquor you got any beer today yeah the workers aren't drinking, but it's there for 
their company, so to speak. So I am. So I'm going to, going to the, the maintenance area. Sure enough. Hey, what do you do? Oh, my name's Max. Oh, I, I work for da 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 da. This is what I do for a living. And like, oh, man, yeah, come on in, Max. Come on in. Glad to have you, man. And uh, first thing I do, would you like have something to drink? Well, yes, I would. He says, well, you want hard liquor or do you want beer? I said, well, you know, I have to drive several hours home. Why don't I just have one shot and then I'll go to beer? Guys, good call. So I, I take a shot Drink a beer now. These guys are in the middle of a football, uh, excuse me, in the middle of a baseball game. They're not drinking, okay, but they're talking to me, whatever. So I didn't realize time got away from me. Uh, baseball game was over, and I'm sitting there at the bar drinking beer with these. You know, these guys aren't. They're they're just sitting there watching the monitors because once the baseball game's over, they got to go out and take care of the field. And uh, so, so I'm drinking. You know, pretty soon the uh, the manager, the, the turf grass manager, says, "Hey." Game's over. We got to go out and take care of the field. Why don't you come on out with us? He said, I want you to look at something. Okay. So, you know, I, I said, uh, am I allowed to take a beer out? He said, oh, yeah. He says, why don't you take two? Because we might be out there a while. So I get two beers, all right, in a cup, in different cups. They're on tap. It's not bottle beer. You know, they're, they're drinking tap beer, keg beer. And we go out on the field. Well, Alice, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law lost me. They don't know where I am. And, you know, I, I turn my cell phone off when I'm around this type of stuff. I don't have my cell phone on. I'm standing there, you know, I'm drinking a beer. I'm on the field looking around, you know. Because now all the players have gone. All the, all the you know, 12-year-olds have gone. They're not there. Alice and crew are waiting for me in the stands where their seats were. And I'm out there, you know, drinking around, talking a little bit. It's like I look up and I see him. Like, I could tell just... From the look on Alice's face, she's not a happy camper. So the rest of the story is I finish my beers, go out through the you know, through the you know workers area up to the stadium, up stands in the stadium where they were. And my sister-in-law and brother-in-law is like, "How in the world did you get out on the field?" It's like you just have to use some simple strategies, right? You have to know something about where you're going. You have to be in the right situation. It will happen. It's not that hard. It's harder to keep it up than it is to make it happen. <laughs> Here's a perfect example of that statement. How did I meet Alice? Buddy of mine. Friends of mine. Did lots of stuff together on the weekends. You know, you worked hard, you played hard. Whatever. I was a young man. I mean, I was a young man. I was in my early 20s when I met Alice. You know, he and I have been buddies for a year, a couple of years. Now, we didn't live close to each other, but we met each other on the weekends to go do stuff. Again, I didn't really know what his life was like outside of the weekend when we were out having fun. So this one weekend, we're in his car. He has a 70s uh, Mach 1 Ford Mustang. If you have any idea what that is, that's, that's a pretty cool car. It wasn't the 70s, but it was from the 70s. We're driving around. Uh, if you've ever been in a Mustang... There's, but there are bucket seats in the front. So he's like, oh, yeah, I want to pick up this girl. I'm like, all right, fine. Like, like you want to pick her up, pick her up, or do you know her? It's like, oh, no, 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 I know her, I know her. It's like, okay. He doesn't tell me anything, right? Other than, I don't want her to sit in the back seat. 
So why don't we go get your pickup truck? I had a, at the time, I was driving a pickup truck with a bench seat in it. Uh, this is before the newer versions of pickup trucks are out there. Get my pickup truck, get him, this lady, and myself, and we take off down the road. And I, I don't know what we were doing or where we were going or why we were doing it. But it's like, oh, well, yeah, she's a pretty nice girl. Oh, I start, hey, Alice, what do you say, you know, you and I get rid of him and we just take off? And she's like, no, 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 I can't do that, can't do that. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Tell me the smooth-tongued devil can't make this happen. It's just a girl I'm trying to take out. It's not really that hard, usually, for me. Not that I'm a player or anything, but, you know, you can find some. So I start talking to her a little bit. What are you doing? What do you like? Da, 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 da. And uh, it's like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. I said, well, you know, why don't we, uh, if you can't do it tonight, like, what do you say, like, next weekend or next week sometime, we, you know, have a date here. And she's like, no, 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 I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Now I'm, like, really... I, I pulled all my stuff, man. I got nothing more to pull out. So finally, I'm like, you know, all of a sudden, the truth has to happen. Okay? I, I can't fake it. I got to tell, start to be the truthful. So I'm like, Alice, man, what's what's wrong? Why why won't you go out with me? And I've been in a truck probably 40 minutes with her at this point in time. There's me, Alice, and my buddy. And Alice looks at me and says, well, I am his girlfriend, I've been dating him for six months. Like, I don't think it'd be right to date you in front of him. I'd go out on a date, agree to go out on a date with you in front of him. A lot of times it's situational based. Not, and I didn't have that piece of information. No one told me that these two people were dating. That was like the first time I ever tried to take my wife to be out. Now, fast forward five, eight years. I don't know how long it was. It was a fair amount of time. We're getting married. We have to go to the courthouse. And get a marriage license. I don't know if you still have to do that today if you want to get a marriage license. You don't have to ever have them, obviously. But so here we are. We're sitting in the courthouse. I forget the office you had to go to. It's not like the wedding office, but there's some registrar's office or something. I don't know. It wasn't a coroner's office either. But there's some office you had to go to in order to get a marriage license. You had to, I don't remember the specifics of it. I really don't. It's been way too long ago. But I do remember one question that they asked me, and I tried to turn on the old smooth charm. Right? So we're going along, there's a list of questions, and they're like, uh, Max, are you under the influence of alcohol? And I'm thinking to myself, okay, now all of a sudden the wheels are running. What's, what, 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 what kind of question is that? They think I'm drunk? You think they had to, Alice had to get me drunk to come here to marry her? Uh, you know, what's going on? It's like, no, 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 that's a bogus question. I'm just... My, therefore, my retort was, you mean right now or like a couple hours ago? The person behind the counter didn't think that was funny. Alice didn't think that was funny. So already I've stepped in it again. And I haven't even got married yet. I'm just on the way to get married. Oh, stuff I shouldn't have tried to smooth talk. Stuff I, oh, that was not good. That wasn't good. I guess, I guess it has been worse. One of my frequent trips to Las Vegas on business, not on pleasure. Uh, I do have some fun when I go to Las Vegas, but I'm there on, on business. I go to Las Vegas a lot. I was there with uh, my buddy Clay and his wife. And we were there. Uh, Clay was actually getting an award. And we were having a pretty good time. We were celebrating his, his achievements and 
his wife and myself and Clay, and we've been out a long time. Um, like the award ceremony was over maybe like six o'clock, and it was like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. What do you want to do at three o'clock in the morning after you've been out drinking all night? You want to get something to eat. So we 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 saw this here in Vegas. It doesn't close. You can get something to eat. You can wash your clothes. You can rent a car. I mean, it doesn't matter the time, day or night. You could probably make it happen if you're in Vegas. There are a handful of cities that are like that. And Las Vegas is one of them. Yeah, you know, we're not driving. We're walking because we should not be driving. Uh, so we're going down the road and we're saying, oh, we gotta get got to get someplace to get something to eat. And we're stumbling around. We don't know really where we are. You know, we're on a strip. You can't get lost, but we don't know really where we are. I mean, we know where we are. We just don't know how far it is from where we are to where we want to be. And we remember this this one place. It was called um, Slots O Fun. I, I, might, I think it's still there. I've, I was in Vegas, what, five years ago? I didn't go to see if it was there, but I have since visited this establishment. Slots O Fun. And what were they uh, advertising? What was their marketing slot? Yeah, foot-long chili dog and a beer for five bucks. A foot-long chili dog and a beer for five bucks. That's a deal when you're loaded in Vegas and you're trying to get sobered up before the sun comes up. Okay, so that's where we're trying to go to. Well, we get there, and there is this huge slot machine. I mean, this slot machine must be eight feet tall. It's outside. It's in the street. It's on the sidewalk. And I'm looking at this thing, and I look at I look at Clay, and I look at his wife, and you remember Clay's wife now is you know she's from she, she can drink too, okay? It's not like she's a very petite woman that doesn't like to drink. So we're standing there, and I'm looking around, I'm looking at this slot machine, and right beside the slot machine is a police officer. Okay, well already you know, three drunk people, eight foot slot machine. Go and get a, a foot-long chili dog and a beer for five bucks. The situation is just ripe with problems. I mean, it's just, you know it's got to go bad, and it does. So <laughs> I look at the police officer, and I said uh, to the police officer, I said, look, I want you to handcuff her and I to this arm, the one arm bandit, right, to the arm. Because at the end of the arm was like this thing like the size of a bowling ball for the knob on the handle. I said, would you please handcuff us to this? I want my buddy, Clay, to take a picture of you doing that. So you just stand there and smile for us? Officer, I mean, he must be used to drunk people. Officer's like, no, go away. Get away from me. He's like, leave me alone. Like, oh, come on, man, we're in Vegas. I want, to, I want some memories. I'm making a memory here. Like, Go away. Uh, I, I, again, the exact conversation eludes me. So I, 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 in all my wisdom and my smooth-talking abilities, once again, I didn't fully understand the situation, and I was drunk. The police officer was sober. I said to the police officer, well, I, I realized the reason he didn't want to handcuff the two of us is because that would be too many people and it'd be too hard. He'd have to use two sets of cuffs. So I've changed my strategy, right? Smooth Talker 101. If that strategy doesn't work, change your strategy. Possibly tell the truth. Eh, not the truth, never hurts. 
I said, well, why don't you just handcuff me? Leave her out of it. Will you just handcuff me and have let my buddy Clay take the picture of you doing this? And now Clay's looking at me going, Max, man, you're getting in trouble. I can see it in his eyes. You're getting in trouble. And I was, I was close. I was close. Finally, Clay's wife comes up to me and says, Max, let's go. Let's go. You're not going to be doing anything good here. You don't need to have your picture taken with the police officer handcuffing you to an eight-foot-tall slot machine at 4 a.m. in the morning in Las Vegas. Hmm. Should never have happened. But it did. It did. Yeah. Sometimes those types of things are just stay in my head, and I don't actually try to make them happen. They don't come to fruition. I remember one time, Alice and I were driving across the United States. We started on the East Coast, and we had to end on the West Coast. And I was I was working my way. I had to work. Uh, I, I, I drove instead of flying because I had the whole summer. I wanted to do this. And it was an experience. And I have been away from the East Coast. I've I've lived pretty much all my life on the East Coast somewhere, but I have moved. I've, I've done lots of things in lots of places. One thing I didn't realize is how nice and accommodating and helpful people are west of Ohio. You know, it's like these. everybody wants to help you. Now, I have that in-your-face type A personality. That's just me. I, it doesn't come out all the time, but that is my personality. So I'm, you know, you go to some place, you say, hey, how you doing? Well, that, that embarks on a 15-minute on a conversation because that person actually thinks I want to know how they're doing. I'm from the East Coast. That's just an amenity to say hi. I'm trying to get through you, and I don't want to run over you. I'm being nice. That's me being nice. Don't talk to me. Well, I quickly learned that that doesn't happen, especially when you get to the South. It doesn't happen. You have to slow down. You have to be nice. You have to talk to people. You have to feel. You have to empathize with them. You have to be nice. So I says to myself in my brain, I was like, I'll bet you that I, from this point forward to the Pacific Ocean, I could talk somebody into filling my tank with gas. Now, it might take a little bit of time. I might be sitting at the pump for just a minute because, you know, maybe there's nobody there to talk to. So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I can pull out the stupid husband routine. I can say, look, I just don't feel well. I can, you know, I can say, you know, can you do this? I have to go to the bathroom. I can't wait. I, I mean, I'm thinking of, of the smooth talker background. Well, I bring this up to Alice. Thank God. And she's like, Max... Do not do this. Please do not do this. Uh, well, why not? I think, wouldn't it be a fun game to play? You know, how far can I go and never fill my tank up with gas? Because, you know, I have to, the car wasn't very good on mileage, and I had to stop about every three hours and put gas in the car. Thank God it didn't happen. Thank God I kept my mouth shut. Thank God Alice kept me going down the straight and narrow. Stuff like that happens to me. I get impatient, okay? I'm, 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 a, I'm a type A. I was like, let's go. Let's do it. I don't have time. Boom, boom, boom. Gone, done. Next next issue. I've had it. I've had, it's happened to me in, you know, bodegas. Um, you know, 
these 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 quick quick mark types of places I went in there. People are going to pay with cash, and they're going to give them an exact change. So if their their bill is three dollars and thirty nine cents. They're going to give them three $1 bills and 39 cents in change. And it might be all nickels and pennies. Okay, but this is the mentality of some people. That's not my mentality. I'm all for let's, you know, spend my money wisely. But let's spend it wisely and quickly. So this had happened to me. I was, we were at, a, we were at a one of these bodega type places and the boys were with me. And it was just the boys and I and Alice was inside. And I could see it happening. I could see this happening. There's the old the, the blue here, counting out her one dollar bills and counting out her pennies that you know I can see in oh man. I was like, we gotta go, I gotta go, let's go. Is I late for a meeting, da 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 whatever, I had to go. And I'm looking, I'm looking. Now Alice was paying for gasoline. We were paying cash for gasoline at this time. And she gets about two back from the counter. It's a busy place. She gets about two people back from the counter. And the power goes out. Nothing. I mean, it's dark. Now, it's the middle of the afternoon, but nothing's working. Like, you can't tell that we just put 40 bucks of gas in the car when you're standing inside with the money to pay for it. The attendant's going, you know, crazy. Going, he's just going nuts. What am I going to do? Da, da, da. You know, so I got to have my, my, my you know, electronics around me. I can't make this happen without electronics. And I'm just sitting around, and I'm just grinding my teeth. And the boys are chuckling and laughing at me and I'm like, finally I just said you know I said I, said, like, I will pay you a thousand dollars I said that the boy's like what are you talking about I said if I was standing in that line I would talk to the attendant and say look I got gasoline in that car you know there's maximum 50 60 bucks if it's got a big tank in it I'll give you a thousand dollars if you take my money and let me get the hell out of here and get going Luckily, I didn't wasn't there. Luckily, I couldn't do that, right? I couldn't pay them a thousand dollars. Yeah, stuff you shouldn't do and shouldn't say. I learned a, a really valuable lesson, but not until I made a fool out of myself a couple of times. Uh, remember, I told you, you know, if you're going to be a smooth talker, you kind of have to think about where you are, your environment, and your people that you're trying to talk to, and what you're trying to accomplish, and can you keep up the farce if it is a farce oh, you know, once, it, once it happens. I, I used to, you know, say really rude things to people if I didn't want to be around. But to be rude, I was trying to be nice. Say, I, I always thought it was funny, and you know, after it was over, I would say, hi, how you doing, I'm just joking, that kind of stuff. So, you know, you're talking to this person, you get them talking for like somebody you don't know, somebody I don't know. You get them talking for a while, and you know, they're like, I just start staring at them, staring at their face a little bit, and kind of hesitate to my response. And pretty soon they'll say, oh, uh, What's going on? So the person who introduced me was right there. And I'll say, Oh, man, Bill was, Bill was telling me about you. I can't tell you have false teeth. You know, just to be something rude. And this is why I was younger, okay? Just to be rude and, you know, trying to trying to make a, a joke. And ha-ha, he-he, whatever, you know. And until you do that once and you really anger someone. And I had, I did, and I stopped this crap and learned my lesson, you know? Like, I said something really goofy, too. I same scenario. I said, I was like, 
the conversation went someplace about parenting. And I said, oh, well, at least your father's not an insurance salesman. And it, everybody stopped. You could hear a pin drop into place. This person's father was an insurance agent. Oh, man. Things you, you learn. You know, youth is... Sometimes you just wonder how the heck you get through it. Crap I did, I'm glad I'm, I got through it. I'm not doing it anymore. I would love to go back and, and have my children young again. I mean, there's nothing better than taking your kids out and people coming up to you and, hey, how you doing? You got beautiful kids. I mean, I'm talking small kids. I've done this because both my kids had really crazy hair. One had really blonde, curly hair. One had really dark, wavy hair. And, and I mean curly, curly hair and wavy, wavy hair. And they, they had pretty nice dispositions. I would go, you know, Saturday mornings I would take the kids and go to the grocery store and shop because Alice had been working hard and taking care of children, taking care of the house. And it's like, look, here, take a break. I'll take the kids and go to the grocery store. And I did, you know, it's just something I did. I'm not always an ogre, you know. I am a nice guy. At least I think I'm a nice guy now. I've learned my lesson. Uh, one of the things I always said jokingly, because Alice would say, why, why are you doing this? You, know, why, you don't have to take the children. Just leave them here with me. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, the reason I take the kids is I'm practicing. So what do you mean, practicing? I said, well, when you divorce me, I'm going to file for custody of the kids only on Saturday mornings. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, you know how many women come up to me and ask me about my children? I said, it's a great icebreaker. I said, if you divorce me and I need to find another wife, there's no better way than to take these kids shopping on Saturday mornings. Well, as you can tell, that didn't go over well, but after a while she realized I was only joking. Smooth talker, be careful. You can make it happen sometimes, but do you really want to be in the position you are when it does happen? That's all for now, folks. This is Three Tails Max signing off. It's not my...